Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Your black and gold home for the New Orleans Saints. Start Trevor. Um, Taysom's playing in this game, and uh, we've had a good week of practice. And so, can you explain this to No, it's just what we're doing this week. When did Taysom come out of concussion protocol, and did that affect your decision at all? Um, yeah, great question. I, I listen. A lot of it's based on, you know, I felt like Trevor played well last week. Taysom was coming out just at that same time, so. Um, you know, we'll see each week. We, we've got a good plan. We, we feel like this week relative to this game, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Sean, what do you think that the last couple of years, whether it's been Drew getting hurt and Teddy coming in, Taysom coming in, Trevor coming in last week, that you all have been able to kind of withstand some of the 
ups and downs in that position, injuries, all that stuff? I think the, the consistent thing is, number one, I, I think we've got a pretty good team playing good defense. And uh, and we're rushing the ball pretty well. And so I, I think the, the two best allies for a quarterback are, you know, a running game and good defense. Um, it's hard playing that position if, you know, if you're not playing good defense and it's hard playing that position if you can't run the football. Well, you guys have also invested in, in the you know, people who are backing up your starter too the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. Teddy started games. Look, it, it's – I mean, it, you you have to feel like there's someone that can you can win games with if if, if there's a a change because of injury and, and the same thing applies to safety or corner. I mean, you, you want to obviously we're looking for depth, um, but I, I think that's important. John, what's the key to like manufacturing yards after catch? I know that's something Jameis said he was working on. Uh, from a passing standpoint, yeah. well, look, yards after catch from a quarterback standpoint is location. You know, are you keeping them on stride or are you making them turn? You know, so accuracy can lead to more yet. Um, inaccuracy can prevent it. You know, if you're having to, like, jump for a ball, then your feet aren't on the ground. You're, you, you know what I mean? So your, your ball location can help with that. All the players pretty much expressed confidence in Trevor when we spoke to them yesterday. Obviously, we're not at practice. How have you seen him kind of take command of the offense he's, so far? I mentioned this last weekend. He's um, his person. Like these guys all have different personalities, and I, I coached a player similar to Trevor's when I mentioned Ty Detmer. It's, it's kind of cool, calm. Just you, you never see the the real highs or the real lows. That's his personality, and it works for him. And um, his preparation this week has been really good. Um, tastes him the same way. Um, but everyone has a different personality relative to how they play. And so his would be, um, his would be that way, you know, by example, he's got a good command of what we're doing. Um, but, but pretty, you know, pretty flat line in a good way. All right. That's coach Peyton chiming in on his thoughts. Of course, Coach Peyton Naaman, the starter for the upcoming Week 9 matchup against the Falcons. And, of course, this is the preview. TSC Saints versus the Falcons Week 9 preview. Much love to the Black and Gold family on this one. Coach Peyton dropping the science. So we're going to start where uh, Coach Peyton finishes right there. And I'd like to welcome everybody into the coma. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. Where well, we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. Uh, and you the great saint thank take to who that nation, a black and gold nation. And I salute you guys. Much love to the family. Appreciate y'all being with me on this Friday stream as we cover some stuff going on as we preview the Falcons. Saints in the uh, Falcon Saints preview in the matchup. Now we did uh do another one. We did a uh a preview stream on Wednesday with Big Low Country, who's the Atlanta man. Big Low's a family of the stream. Uh, so we did one early on. That's uh, You can look at that at the community section. This one will be totally black and gold. So much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all being up in here. Big ups to everybody involved. And uh, like I, I, and I'm going to give a shout out to the entire family members. I, I You know, I'm kind of 
uh, having some, I had some computer issues and I had to start a little late, had to keep resetting stuff. So that's what took me so long. I was really trying to get going around six. So uh, I kind of put myself back because I have a busy night of broadcasting I got to do. But with that being said, look, I appreciate each one of you guys. Please feel free to hit upon the like button and the live stream. Uh, hit the like button. If you're not a subscriber, hit the subscribe button and big ups to all of the Kings and Queens of the coma. Much love to y'all. And I appreciate y'all being up in this thing. Now let's get it going fam. So I can open up the phone lines and get to you guys uh, as well. And we're going to start it off with this article here by CBS sports saints expected to start tra- expected to start Trevor Simeon. As you heard coach Payton says uh, that Simeon will be the quarterback and uh it is what it is, fam. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and some people are upset about it, according to some of the pieces some of the writers are writing. And I'm like, uh, it actually, if you think about it, it's kind of commonsensical, if, to be honest with you, because Taysom Hill's coming off of multiple games that he's missed due to concussion. One concussion that occurred in the first half of the Washington football uh, team matchup three weeks ago, actually, Long over three weeks ago, if you add the bye week in there, and remember that happened right before the bye, we expected Taysom to come back off the bye and be ready. He wasn't. He missed two games after that with a concussion. So even though he was limited and he fully practiced, we'll have the injury report as well. Uh, it kind of made sense to me that Coach Payton had a lot of confidence in Trevor Simeon. He exhibited those qualities and that confidence in Trevor Simeon against the Bucks last week when he just kept passing, you know, he usually, you know, you go to the running game. Now nah, he was very aggressive in allowing Trevor Simeon to throw the football. And uh, like I said, he's in Trevor Simeon's impactful in short bursts for you, but you know, and also what it does do, it, it gives coach Payton the option to use uh taste meal. Like he always wanted to use him, which is in the capacity of a utility player running back, wide receiver, tight end, fullback, whatever he needs him to do why Trevor Simeon handles the quarterback duties. So it was kind of nonsensical to me that 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 move would be made. But let's get into this article right here. As you heard Coach Payton basically break it all down. And uh, just to give a little backdrop information on it, in the wake of the season-ending injury to Jameis Winston, Saints will will turn the quarterback uh, who, who relived Winston last Sunday who relieved him last Sunday, not one who opened the season as the team's backup quarterback after competing with Winston throughout the preseason. According to reports from NFL Network, the Saints will start Trevor Simeon against the Falcons on Sunday. Simeon entered a place of Winston during the team's victory over Tampa Bay in week eight, completing 15 to 29 passes for 159 yards in the score. Prior to signing with the Saints, Simeon spent time with the Broncos and Jets. He was briefly Denver starter in 2016 and 27 going 2017, going 13 and 11 while throwing 30 touchdowns in 24 interceptions. Simeon was on the active roster as Winston's backup because Taysom was out for his second consecutive game after suffering a concussion during the team's week five victory over the Washington football team. He returned to full practice on Thursday for the first time since suffering the injury. Last season, it was Hill, not Winston, who started in the place of Drew Brees, although. So you see a little backdrop information on Trevor Simeon. Uh, He's not a losing quarterback. 13-11 is not bad. 30 touchdowns to 24 is not all that good. But you can see he does have a wealth of experience. He is a backup at best. And could this guy get the Saints into a deep playoff run if the team so chooses to ride with Trevor, as Coach Payton alluded, said he would ride with Trevor Simeon and taste him in tow. 
Now, of course, she eventually will start using Taysom as a quarterback, throwing passes and all this kind of old stuff. But Trevor Simeon seems to be the man who will go and bar an injury. Things probably will be that way for the for the duration of the season. I uh, didn't expect it that we're going to be in this position, but hey, you know, it is what it is. We just got to adjust and keep moving, fam. That's how it is in life. You know, you get hit with those things. You got to yeah, shift and keep going. All right, let's keep going, fam. And I want to cover uh, this article right here on the Odell Beckham stuff from Saints Wire. John Sigler's on the scoop saying Saints have the means, but maybe not the opportunity to snag Odell Beckham Jr. off of waivers. We talked about this yesterday. We did a whole late-ass stream about it. And I think what we talked about Odell Beckham is that the Saints uh, could use Odell Beckham. Uh, many teams could. But the reality is the Saints had an opportunity to trade straight up for him. And they didn't want to eat as much as Simeon's, uh, I mean, not Simeon, uh, Odell Beckham's contract. They wanted the Browns to absorb a, more of the money. And they wouldn't, they wasn't willing to do that. So the Saints say, I still la vista to you, baby. But word on the street is that Odell Beckham wanted to come to New Orleans. Word on the street. But outside of that, I mean, you got to look at the fact that uh, money is, is something as well. That's, it's, money is the, the key to this whole mixture. And they're working out a release, and we've heard now that he won't be released until Monday. And then, of course, when he hit waivers, somebody's going to claim him. And I told family members last night how the waiver system, and y'all already know how the waiver system operates. Uh, so we'll see how it goes uh, as well. But it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But Saints have an opportunity. They're saying that. But according to the information uh, that just uh, earlier today, uh, well, afternoonish that uh, the, the, they're going to release him and he'll be released Monday and he'll be able to go through his whole situation. So we'll see how it all goes. Somebody saying that he's going to the Lions. I don't know if that claim happened that fast. Unless <clears throat> I'm seeing what y'all saying about Odell Beckham. But my point about the whole situation that I was covering, alluding to an article is that I said last night that I don't think he clears waivers, which he wants to do. He wants to clear waivers. So he can sign with who he wants to sign with, but it's not going to be uh, a situation where he has control of where he goes. And so far as whoever claims him will go from there. So I don't know how true that reliance situation is, because uh, according to the latest information, they had not finished working out his release. And then when he released, then there's a whole claim process that has to go and that claim and that waiving system. That whole release has not officially been released. They're still working on it. And according to what the insiders are saying is that he's supposed to be on the waiver wire for Monday. And of course, you know, it takes, a, I think, a 24 hour period. And then the next day, the waiver system claims who it is now, depending on who the man is. And, and like I said, there's several there's at least 10 teams ahead of the Saints. Saints are like 23rd in the 23rd or 24th in the waiver wire system because it goes according to the record. How shitty you are. If you're not a good team, you're at the top of the waiver uh, wire situation if your best teams are at the bottom so that's how it's operated that's why i was saying that if they release him it's very it's very slim chance that he'll end up with the black and gold only way he had it was if you really wanted him they could have traded straight up for him but cleveland didn't want to work the way the saints wanted him so they just left them there and as a result i think coach payton then moves forward and says you know what i'm gonna just work with what i got he they, they tried they just couldn't make it work so let's move on fam and keep going ahead here and keep talking our stuff. And next on the list, I want to cover some uh, some information. Let's go over the injury report by the black and gold as we get into our preview stream. 
a Saints injury report for week number nine versus the Falcons. Three Saints players, two Falcons ruled out for Sunday's game at Caesar Superdome. Here's the injury report brought to you by NewOrleansSaints.com. Three New Orleans Saints players ruled out Sunday's game on Friday's injury report for the team's week nine matchup against the Falcons. You can see Jameis, of course, is out for the rest of the year. Malcolm Jenkins was limited in Thursday and Friday's practice. Practicing is listed questionable with a knee issue. Both uh, defensive end Carl Granderson and Ty Montgomery are out for this matchup. Show, uh, Carl Granderson dealing with shoulder issues, didn't play the entire week. Neither did Ty Montgomery with hamstring issues. So both of those guys are out for this matchup. But the good news is that Dwayne Washington is back. So, so is Taysom Hill. Peyton Turner is questionable with limited, who has that cap, have that calf issue. He was limited all throughout the week. He has a questionable, questionable uh, stipulation. Terrell Armstead has a groin issue. He was limited all throughout the week. And of course, Laddie Dad is still on here as he rehab, rehab in a hand situation. Then you look at the Falcons, uh, as well as Bullard, the defensive lineman is out for the game. Kelvin Ridley is uh is out as well and russell gage is he fully practiced for him and he's going to start for them by the way so the falcons dealing with all kind of stuff and they really uh it's a downer being without kelvin ridley to be honest with you because they're going they they need a little help in their wide receiver code and speaking of kelvin ridley let me share this article with the family members about kelvin ridley man um that the that the falcons and this is coming from this side of things, Atlanta Falcons receiver Kelvin Ridley placed on the nine football injury list after stepping away to focus on mental health. This is from Michael Rothstein of ESPN. Atlanta Falcons placed wide receiver Kelvin Ridley on the nine football injury list Friday, five days after the team's top receiver announced he was stepping away from football to work on his mental health. Now, Ridley missed Sunday's 19 to 13 loss to the Panthers to deal with a personal matter. The second time this season he's done so initially not traveling with the team to London to face the Jets last month for personal reasons. During the fourth quarter, Sunday's game, Ridley released a statement, said in part, quote, these past few weeks have been very challenging, and as much as I like to be on the field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time and focus on my mental well-being. This is this will help me be the best version of myself now and in the future, end quote. Now, being placed on a non-football injury list, Ridley will miss at least the next three weeks. Now, Ridley, whose fifth-year option was picked up by the team in May, has 31 catches for 281 yards and a couple of scores this season. Then on Wednesday, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith said he had no timetable for Ridley's return to the club and declined to get into the specifics about their communication. So now that we know off top the Falcons are placing Ridley on the nine football injury list, he'll be gone for three weeks. So he definitely will not be available for the black and gold tilt that's set to happen this Sunday. And uh, much love to Kelvin Ridley, man. And uh, take your time, brother. Take your time getting right. You know, it's a lot of pressure on some of the on, on people. Uh, you just got to take your time, my friend. All right. So with that being said, fam, let's get into and we talk like Kelvin Ridley and some of the things we talked about. But let's look at some of the D. Let's get into the Falcons matchup with the black and go. Hold on, family. Hold on here. Let me get this set up first here. Give me just a second. I knew that, you know, when you look at what the Falcons have done, you know, this year, very tough, man, very tough seeing what they go through, like with Matt Ryan pretty much being the guy carrying the team. And I'm going to show you all some statistics on Atlanta momentarily, but it's really interesting to see he's the guy that's carrying the team right now. You thought with Brother Fontenot coming in there, we knew he had a a tall order to kind of change things around in Atlanta. 
Uh, and and it, it's still a lot to be said about it as they're sitting up there at three and four. Now they lost recently to the, um, what was it? The Carolina Panthers last week in, in that that's kind of, that was a game they, they really needed. So let's get into the particulars here. Let's look at the uh, breakdown here. As you see the Falcons coming to the black and gold building at three and four, two and one on the road. It's a 12 o'clock tip off time. Saints sitting up there, three game winning streak, five and two, two and one at, at home. Love what I'm seeing from the black and gold. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. And, of course, you can see the top quarterbacks. Jameis is still penciled in as our top stat leader, you know, currently. Matt Ryan at 186-271, 1,814. Uh, throwing the ball, he had 13 touchdowns and six interceptions this year. The top receiver is not Mike Davis. It is Patterson, 64 carries for 268 yards and two scores. Elvin Kamara. Because our top rusher, 133 for 480 and two scores running the ball. The top receiver is rookie Kyle Pitts, the tight end with 33 catches, 484 yards and one touchdown. Marquez Calloway is the Saints' top receiving threat uh, right now with 19 catches, 284 yards and three touchdowns for, for Calloway. Of course, we went over the injury report and we went and we basically covered that already. Now we get into the statistical matters and you see what's going on with the uh, Falcons and the Saints. Of course, you see the Falcons right here, uh, twenty averaging 21.1 points per contest while giving up almost 28 point points a game. And really, truth, truthfully speaking, with numbers like that, they should be a lot worse than that, to be honest with you, family. When you're scoring only 21 points a game and giving up 28 points a game, you should be a lot worse than three and four. So they can cut their luck. They can count their lucky stars that they ain't worse than that. To be honest with you, you know, that's not how it's supposed to go. Usually when it was like that, you're at least two or three games underneath 500. For them to be at only one, they need to count their blessings on that, to be honest with you. But Saints had 25.1 defense holding people to 18.3 points per contest, respectable by the Saints offense and defense. 346.1 is what the Falcons are doing. Total yards for offense, they throw at 259 uh, through the air and they're not a very good rushing team and they're averaging 87 yards per game so that means all of the pressure on is on maddie ice to move the offense with limited help from the rushing attack so you can see what how the stats kind of indicate that saints offense 316.6 per contest 291.6 of it is through the air and they're they're rushing at 125 yards a game that is very respectable top five an elite level rushing attack, the Saints bolster 125 yards per game on the ground by the black and gold rushing attack. Defensively speaking, as we move on, 
the car, the uh, Atlanta Falcons, 369.1 is what they give up. Uh, 244 of it flat is through the air, through the secondary, and they allow you to rush at 125.1, which is very cool because we rush at 125 flat. So they're giving up a little bit more what you're giving to them. So as you can see how these two correlate, those numbers correlate, don't they, family? Don't they? That means we get it here and they take it there. So and you look at the Saints, 360.6 is what the defense allowed, 281.1 through the air. And the Saints are halting you to less than 80 yards per game and running the football while rushing at 125. Saints defense is stiffened up and will get a lot better. But like I said, the, the you can look at Atlanta and they're opportunistic. They got some really good they, some of the linebackers are pretty good. I like the, I like the linebackers, of course, Deion Smith and Ola Kuhn. They're, they're, they're pretty respectable. Uh, outside of that, they have a few pieces here or there. They're not where they want to be. But listen, from a defensive standpoint, Grady Jarrett is one of the best in the business. But it, it takes more than just them guys to do it as they're allowing 125 yards. But you know, the, the spiel of it is just to attack the rushing attack. attack. Use the rushing attack to attack their rush defense is what I'm saying. You're averaging 125 a game running the ball, and they're giving up 125.1. The Saints have to dominate the line of scrimmage. They got to come with the rushing attack because the Falcons are not a good run. They're not a good run defense team. You see? So, I mean, and there are a lot of other things going on too with this team. But outside of that, we got to take advantage of this, uh, of the, this, the, 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 the fact that the defense is poorish in this, in this, in this regard. You see? So outside of that, you look at the statistics here. They're coming off a two-game slide before the Carolina. I mean, it went, uh, they had two games straight. They beat the Jets and the Dolphins, two both teams that are struggling this season, but the, they were able to get wins over them. And, of course, Carolina, 19-13, close battle. Carolina snuffed out a win over them right there. They really needed that win to kind of leapfrog the Panthers. Panthers stopped them in their tracks. And, of course, the Saints, since that debacle in the Dome against the Giants, the Saints have reeled off wins against Washington and Seattle and Tampa Bay. They're three on a three-game winning streak. They're five and two, and they're facing down the Atlanta Falcons in the Caesar Superdome coming up on Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time, baby. So what's really fun about it is that, like I said, we know that the Falcons' defense, run support defense, is not very good. You know, we know that they can't you can gash them with the pass as well. We know that they're not really playing well right now. We know that a lot of the offense of Atlanta is predicated through Matty Icy Hot. And, of course, we do realize that Cam the Man Jordan feasts on Matty Icy Hot uh, when they play him, sacking him profusely. I mean, he sacked this guy. Uh, he's <laughs> He sacked my, Matt Ryan more than any other guy has sacked another guy in NFL history. That's how Cam gets animated against the Atlanta Falcons. He just goes to another level. And he's building up to a crescendo. The last two games, uh, uh, Cam had a sack each performance. So does he have an explosion of three, four, five sacks in this matchup against Atlanta? We'll see. But usually it's a multi-sack performance by Cam, the man, Jordan. It usually is when he he lights up the play. I and, mean, of course, with David on your mind and Davenport healthy, he should have a ball, man. He should feast really well. Eat hearty. All right, let's get into the – Breakdown right here, family. We're looking at the next matchup. I mean, like at the depth chart of the Falcons here. As you can see, Matt Ryan is parched at the quarterback position. And then Mike Davis, who's the former uh, Carolina Panther, who was backing up 
Christian McCaffrey last year with the Panthers before he decided to make a few bucks of his own as the running back. I like Mike Davis. He's a good running back. He might he's struggling in their system a bit because he's not even the top rusher. It's uh Cordero L. Patterson, who's the next one, uh, who actually leads the team in rushing. So Mike Davis is going to get this, this started, the job there. So still in all, we can't disrespect Mike Davis. He is a very good running back, and we got to make sure we uh, make sure we keep them from running the ball. They're averaging like 80-something yards rushing the ball. Not very good in the NFL. Uh, wide receivers are Russell Gage, the former LSU product. Tajay Sharp is another guy that came from the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, Alameda Zachuasis, which is their slot weapon, who has decent speed, guy has good speed. And those guys are being called upon by the Atlanta Falcons to step up in this game. And, of course, we know about Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. They form a pretty decent tight uh, tight end tandem between those guys. And we have to make sure we keep an eye on young Kyle Pitts, who has a bright future in Atlanta. Of course, the offensive line, Jake Matthews, Mayfield, Hennessy, Lickstrom, and Caleb McGarry. Which uh, I look at that offensive line and see Cam running around on them, stunting on them, Davenport on Yamada, uh, the Saints doing their thing in there. The dome loud. It's going to be problematic for Matt Ryan uh, coming up into this game because they're not playing the best football right now. We got to make sure we keep that. We might make sure we keep we keep them in that state of mind. So, and then of course you look at the defense. Bullard, who was there uh, according to the depth chart, their top uh, one of their top defensive lineman he's out for this game so you'll probably see another guy in that Tyler Davidson is the nose tackle former Saint and of course big Grady Jarrett is on the other side and then of course they have Deion Jones Ola Kuhn, and Means is sitting there as well the linebackers are pretty athletic they move around a lot you could tell they the strength of the team to be honest with you and of Gunjabi also is another they have fantastic fast uh linebackers they just hadn't put it together yet and of course the secondary with Faber Moreau AJ Terrell and uh, Harmon and former St. Eric Harris is uh, back there as well. So uh, Atlanta is not it's not going to be a cakewalk. Atlanta needs a win. They're coming into the black and gold building. We can't uh, pretend like Atlanta is not going to uh, try to fight for this contest because they really need this win. And we also need this win as well. We really do. The Saints need to handle business. Now, currently right now, the Saints are five and two. Tampa Bay is six and two sitting on top of the NFC South. The Saints are. Five and two with a win for the black and gold. Tampa is on a bye week this week. The Saints can leapfrog Tampa because they own the tiebreaker. Uh, they can leapfrog Tampa Bay and take the division while at while Tampa Bay is sitting down watching games. And of course, Carolina's in third at four and four, and Atlanta is in at three and four in the bottom in the cell of the NFC South. Of course, if you know when, when we win, that'll push them down a lot further than what they are. So we look at the statistics, we see what we're dealing with. We look at the the stats, the statistics, uh, the individual statistics, team statistics, and depth chart. And I had a, uh, an opportunity to study some film on Atlanta. I was watching some of the game against Carolina and, and uh, what was it? The, I want to say it was the Dolphins game. And what I noticed about um, Atlanta is that they are definitely, and, low, and credit to Lowe because he said that when we did the show on Wednesday, that it is driven through Matty, Matty Icy Hot. Matty Icy Hot is uh, he is the power source for that team because they're, they're not really running the ball that well. Uh, their heart and soul, Kelvin Ridley, their best wide receiver, he's not there. So Russell Gage and most of those are supporting type wide receivers. These, you know, they're not stepping up where they're supposed to be. Kyle Pitts is a guy. 
that's a, a, ter- a tremendous young talent, but he's not there yet, even though he's the team leading guy with 33 catches to, to the top catcher. And the defense, linebackers are fast and opportunistic, but they have so many problems in the defense. So you could run on that team. And like Carolina put up 200-something yards, was it? I think it was against Atlanta. They put up 200-something rushing yards. Let me pull that up to make sure. Because I looked at that the other day when I was watching. I said, man, that can't be. That can't be right. That statistic cannot be right that Carolina put over 200 yards rushing up on Atlanta's on Atlanta's uh, defensive line. You know, I had to go back and look at that. And I'm like, man, yeah. So they just basically bullied them into submission. Let me uh, let me make sure. I, let me check that number again, fam. Let me make sure I check that number again. Let's see, make sure, because I, I want to make sure I got that right, because my mind wouldn't let me accept that at first for whatever reason. Yep, 203. Yep, they put up 203 yards rushing off of 47 attempts. That's 4.3 yards per rush. So they ran the ball 47 times down the throat of uh, the Atlanta uh, Falcons defense and put up 203 yards on them. So they're definitely soft in the middle, man. You can run on them. And the Saints offensive line is light years better than what Carolina has. No disrespect. But Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in there. It's a this is this is one of those games where we kind of give a Trevor Simeon a break and the running attack takes it off and start doing they doing what they do and start pounding them. Of course, Atlanta not gonna let you just get away with that. Atlanta, they're you know, they're gonna rise up to the occasion in terms of this is a rivalry matchup. Atlanta and the Saints are rivals, classic rivals. So you know, even if the team appears to be not so good, they'll play they'll all rise up to an to a crescendo or they'll be elevated because of the rivalry they'll play a little harder in other words against you because you're the rival so we have to smack them down now what's what's the game plan how do we accomplish beating the atlanta falcons uh sunday well of course they gave up 203 yards off of 40 plus carries against the carolina panthers uh they're not they give up 125 yards a game period uh, through the through the season right now, the Saints average 125 yards per game. So I mean, those two kind of sink in, don't they? And it's the numbers is pointing at each other. Numbers is pointing at each other. And they're telling you, hey, Saints, Black and Gold Nation, run the ball with Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Set up the play action. Let's get this thing going. Atlanta soft up the middle, and we can accomplish that. We can we can also put up uh, and get our our ranking, 125-plus uh, rushing yards on this team and operate the play action. We also must get pressure to Maddie Icy Hot and make sure he needs plenty of Icy Hot because the Saints' Cam Jordan feast is on him. Davenport is healthy. He should be in there. Own your, own your model. Don't discount him what he can do. And the Saints just need to – and it's going to be rocking and rolling and in the dome, making it really hard for the Atlanta Falcons to pull off something. So the Saints come with that ferocity and that that and that blitzing and knocking them around. They'll they'll have a lot of success. And then another thing is you can't let Mike Davis get going on you. That's something we can't allow to do. Patterson or Davis, we have to make sure the rushing attack stays where it's been the entire season, which is they're running at like 87 yards a game, rushing like 80-something yards a game, which is really poorish for an NFL team, which is show, showing you that the passing attack is how they're winning these contests. Well, simply said, I mean, the Saints will have to pressure uh, Maddie Icy Hot. He, you know, they're going to have to put pressure on him. They're going to have to sack him and fluster him. 
They're going to have to shut down the rushing attack and put all of it on the shoulders of Matt Ryan while they then move in for the kill. And, of course, the Saints will have to do what they do. Uh, rushing uh, rushing wise and line of scrimmage wise, they're going to have to dominate using the rushing attack, eat clock, control the clock, baby, and walk out there with the win. You know, so, you know, we'll see. I don't think it's going to be a like a big double digit game. It has a propensity to be a blowout if the Saints come with the right ingredients of intelligence and ferocity. It could be a it could be a wipeout game, but I don't anticipate that. I think it'll be a lot closer than we than we anticipate. And I think, like I said before, I think the Saints beat them by seven, uh, 27 to 20 or 28, 21, something like that. I say uh, the Saints, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's 21 or 24, 14 or 24, 24, 17, something like that. One of them type of contests, you know, with a 28, 14, something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it depends, man. It's one of those things that the switch flip on and the Saints start doing what they got to do. It could be it could be a nightmare game for them. So. Uh, in terms for the Falcons. So, like I said, this this Falcon redition team, they're three and four at the bottom of the NFC South. The Saints are five and two in second place. A win leapfrogs uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the first time in the season. The Saints will control the NFC South uh, in, uh, because they have the tiebreak against the Buccaneers. And we'll be able to just we just have to make sure we take care of business while the Bucs only buy. So, I mean, we lined up with the Falcons, and this is our game plan. We got to knock their butts and, and, and take them down. So, with that being said, big ups to the family members. Appreciate y'all being here. Hit the like button, family. Please hit the like button as well. All right, brother Derek says, uh, Coach uh, CJ and SP are very happy with wide receiver Ken White. Is a project that Peyton says he was a bust, and look what he did. He had one catch. Is what he did. So I don't, you know what I'm saying, Brother Derek? <laughs> he had one catch and a whole bunch of drops. You know, I'm not one of them dudes, you know, and I and I see, but well, that's a positive. I'm not going to take it away from it, but I'm also not going to be uh, forgetful about all the drops that man had, you know? So, I mean, keep building on that. He's a guy with a lot of talent. He's big. He's fast. He has a lot of talent, but he has to get over that mental block that he has, man. Yeah, he made a catch, and that's what he getting paid to do. So I kind of figure that's a that's a that's a that's a plus. So keep on, keep on, keeping on, uh, Kevin White. Keep keeping on. Uncle Paul says, "Q, what does Sean Payton uh, do? Pass the ball all day on bad teams against a uh, bad uh, teams against the run." I said, "What do Payton do? Pass the ball all day on a bad team against the run." Well, I mean, I mean, he gonna throw the ball. That's just his nature. But we also realize that. Uh, his his offensive game plan uh, passing the ball is based on the rushing attack, you know, so he got to come out and run the ball and establish dominance. Like I said, I think the Atlanta Falcons, based on what I was looking at, the strength of their team is the linebackers. Linebackers are fast. They're, they're, they're smart, you know, and they're the strongest unit of the defense. Uh, the defensive line, not so much. They're not playing like anything. I mean, you can run over this, this team, but when you, they're a 3-4 unit. So when you, like I said, we feast, we should, every time we see a three, four unit, we should get happy as hell because we about to eat. Because really, tr- really truthfully, the Saints should never be stopped by a three, four team. They get that, put that, put that, put that running game on and, and start handling, but start feasting when we see three, four teams, especially one with the defensive line. It's not all that. Jared is the best. Uh, Tyler Davidson is, had a one good season with them when he first got over there, but he'd been falling through the floor ever since. We just got to make sure we keep his descent and the rest of the defense descent 
falling through the flow, push him even further down in this matchup. All right. Uh, let's see. Says PQ, uh, that turf has caused a, us a lot of problems getting hurt. Sidegrass is not expensive for them. Plus, it provides better padding. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it's They talked about that before. I, don't, I didn't understand why they never, you know, looked at, you know, doing it. But, you know, it's a monetary thing, I guess. Patrick said, I think Kevin White was a first round pick. I watched LaJordan Humphrey at Texas. He was he has massive potential. I agree with you. I think uh, a lot of our young talents is getting the short uh, talented wide receivers are getting the short end of the stick because of a fixation on Kevin White, who had one catch. I mean, what about Quan Baker and Aesop Winston? These guys earned that role on the practice squad. Kevin White didn't do nothing. He didn't make any catches. He dropped balls, dropped touchdowns. I mean, looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But he's still here. I think that's so unfair, man, to those young wide receivers. True Louise Animal, who that to you? said, what up, BQ? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you being here. All right. Yep. 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 And uh, give me some scores, family, as I'm getting ready. I'm about to jump, bring you guys in here about an hour. So then uh, we're going to bounce out. Uh, Paul says, uh, uh, Saints 27, Falcons 17. All right. Ramsey, who that to you? See, I believe that if we play to our strength on offense and defense, Trevor doesn't turn the ball over. We should win and we should win. Yes, I, I agree. We should win. We should win the game. If we run, if we run that ball, we'll be fine. Yeah, I hear you. Slim says, let's get that six and two. Yeah, that, that'll be beautiful. Kevin says, hey, Q, do you recall the division podcast show earlier this season and each NFC South team pick what order their squad would finish? Well, thank you for informing those gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, and the way we said it, I think I said I put the Saints, the Bucks. The, the Panthers and the Falcons, that was my lineup for that the NFC South stream, Kevin. And it and this weekend, the Saints will leapfrog Tampa Bay with a win over Atlanta and be in fall in order. That'll be the Saints, the Bucks, the Panthers, and, of course, the Falcons bringing up the rear. So, uh, you know, that 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 was very, you know, that was very good. You know, we, we made we made some good calls on that one, you know. <laughs> I always say that stuff is tape, family. You can go back and look at it at any given time, you know. Gundam, what's up, brother? He said, Big Q last game at Ice was really mobile. Big change from last year. 
where would where he would just sit in the pocket. Yeah, he's been kind of sliding around and he'll take off to you. He, you know, like a, he looks like a junkie robot running. You know what I'm saying? He just got stuff moving on around him. He looked like a junkie ro- robot running, clinking and things clinking and everything when he moves. So you're right. He will take off on you. He will move around on you. He don't move very well. He not, he's not a statue insofar as like uh, Tom Brady is, but he will he will run and kind of sashay out of that thing and try to dive and pick up yards and stuff like that. So you're absolutely right. We have to be disciplined uh, in our blitz schemes and making sure we contain him when he tries to leak out there. But Cam Jordan, tell something tell me Cam going to have a pretty good game against these guys. All right, Millie too, uh, Millie too ill. Hope I said that right, bro. He said, shut down Kyle Pitts game over early, then let's game over for them Falcons. Thank you, Millie. Appreciate you, fam. Who that to you? All right, who that to the rest of the fam? What's up, Brian? All right, big ups to you. All right, who else we got in the building as well? Much love to the fam as well. Yeah, he said, offensive line, better bring the hard hat and punish them boys. Yeah, we got to do it, man. We got to do it. All right, here we go. Uh, Rudy, what's up, fam? Says 31-17. Saints, all right. Thank you, Rudy. Uh, Clint, what's up, Clint? Who that? Says 35-10 uh, Saints. Emmett, what's up, brother? Says 30-16 Saints. All right, thank you. Lamar, 27-13. Brother Derek says 27-10 Saints. What's up, brother Keldrick? Who that to you? All right, Jermaine says, hold on here. It jumped on me. Hold on right here. Let's see. Hold on here. It jumped on me. I lost Jermaine. All right, hold on. Oh, there you go. All right, 21 to 7. All right, thank you, Jermaine. KB says two rushes first down, run the ball, set up the play action. There you go. There you go, KB. All right, Slim says 31 to 10, Saints. All right. All right, Kevin says uh, 26 9, Saints. Swag says 24 0. Okay, uh, we, we, we blank them. Okay. KB says 27 to 6. Thank you, KB. All right, who else we got? Brother Vernon says 31 17, Saints. Thank you, Brother Vernon. All right, who that to you, brother Derek? Chiming in from North Carolina. Who that to you, my brother? Thank you for being here. All right, who that to you, brother Tragic? Who that? Brother JT says 34 to 10. Thank you, brother JT. Saints. All right, True says 31 6. Saints. Brother Clarence, who that to you? Says uh, 30 to 17. Who that big Q? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you, bro. All right, brother Patch says no OBJ. We already have Michael Thomas enough drama i don't think we end up with him what's up mike who that to you fam appreciate you being in the live stream bro appreciate you all right brock who that to you brother brock in the building as well all right brother tory who that to you good to see you my brother good good to see you tramal says uh cam will make matt ryan his mattress <laughs> all right yeah well you know he will he gonna he gonna get to him man you know, Mike says 2414 Saints. Thank you, Mike. All right, Mr. Pop 3000. What's happening, fam? Who that says Q? What's a, he said? What's a realistic way we could afford to keep to keep OBJ and MT? How do you think their personalities would match mesh? Would this be MT and Cooks part two? Huh. Well, the only way that happens, like in really it'll be a terrific talent uh a talent the probably the best tandem a wide uh wide receiver tandem in the nfl first and foremost because odell can stretch the the field and mike thomas they do they both do two separate things hall of fame level well mike thomas is not known for being a deep threat guy he works relatively seamlessly underneath within them 20 yards with slants and comebacks and even if he sneaks out 
and does his thing in flats. He, uh, every, you know, he does it really well. Beckham is the guy that stretched down the field and he does all this kind of stuff. So they do two separate things really well that the Saints offense would need to make it work. Then, of course, you have Elvin Kamara in the mix, along with Odell Beckham and Mike Thomas. So that'll be your top three uh, options on offense. Kamara, Thomas, Odell Beckham. But it all depends on the mindset from based on what we know about OBJ that he wants to win. Mike Thomas just wants to get healthy because he's used to the winning already. Do I think Mike Thomas will flip out on Odell Beckham and say, this is my team, like what happened with, with, with Cooks? I don't think so. I think uh, you get to a point of maturation like with Mike Thomas. Now, Odell Beckham uh, is unpredictable. But Mike Thomas has shown you a behavior pattern. He's shown you uh, how he can be. The only time Mike started getting on social media and tweeting and Instagramming or whatever is when he gets hurt. Then, of course, he have a little bit extra time and he starts bantering back and forth or what rival wide receivers about he's better than them and stuff like that, which is harmless, you know, to be honest, which he's not doing any crazy stuff like this poor guy did. This man ran over this guy the other day and got kicked off the team and his his whole life is in problems with the Raiders wide receiver rugs. He's not involved in stuff in, uh, like other players do. You know, he's not involved in that. His stuff is relatively harmless compared to some of the stuff I've been seeing over the last several years. So, I mean, I don't think Thomas would be an issue as far as that's concerned. But the but, you know, it does bring the question is how many, you know, how many, how much, how who gets how many passes? Because that's what Odell Beckham has a problem with Cleveland, because Cleveland, he feels like they're not giving him the ball enough. And he has a history of being a guy that will cry who will whine when he's not, when he doesn't get the ball. He's basically to this year, you've seen him basically engineer a release to get from up under Cleveland because he feels like he's being underused, underutilized there. And that's the one thing about him that he is, he's unpredictable insofar as one day he's doing really well. The next day he's like, whatever. And you got to understand, you got to look at it as phenomenal as a talent as Odell Beckham is. He's been, I mean, he can't really stick and stay with a team. He's with the Giants. The Giants traded him, paid him and traded him to the Browns. He wasn't happy with the Browns. We knew he wasn't going to be happy with the Browns because the Browns are not perennial winners. They're not known for winning anything. You know, so, I mean, he goes from the from the New York to the Cleveland. That's a big culture shock. I knew eventually he would engineer his way out of that. And I think, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, Odell Beckham, is a guy that he's a flashy guy and he has a history of being unpredictable. So if any, any stress or any dysfunction with the team that occurs like that, it'll come from him. But then again, also realize the saints locker room is supreme. And a lot of these other teams don't have the locker room. The saints have. So you got to add that into the equation that neutralizes a lot of stuff too, is that we've been winning before you got here. You're not going to you're not a savior to the who that nation. If you come in here, you're going to have to get it out of the mud, just like the rest of these guys getting it out the mud. You got to work your ass off. You got to play hard. You can't take plays off. You got to show up and show out. And that's the culture we have here. And I think that's a part of it. Like when most people have the big head, you come to New Orleans. We went we can win without you. We've won without all of us. Some of the biggest talent that we've had over the last several years, we've won games without them and keep winning. We've lost. We've won games without our first ballot Hall of Fame, Drew Brees. We've won plenty of games without him. We've won games without Elvin Kamara when he was on the shelf. 
we won games when Mike Thomas was on the shelf. Some of the best players we have when they were sitting down due to injury or whatever, and we were still winning games. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So, it's not in people looking at it like, man, we need Odell Beckham. We need Odell Beckham. We, we win in games. Odell Beckham ain't, it hasn't caught one pass for the black and gold, man. But you're on a three-game winning streak. So how much of a need is Odell Beckham? Now, you, the question is, Q, how realistically could we afford? We can afford to – we can make the money work if we move some stuff around. You can – they can get real creative and fit whatever his contract going to be. First of all, he has to fear – he has to clear waivers. That's number one, which he won't. He won't clear waivers, so we won't be able to get him anyway. The only way you could have gotten him was straight up from Cleveland, and the Saints didn't want to eat that money. <laughs> they didn't want to eat that money. So if some scenario happens where he does clear waivers and he comes to the Saints and he asks for whatever it is, it has to be feasible for them to be able to fit it within the cap, and then they have to make some maneuvers to clear up and move people some money here and there to just to absorb him into the team, financially speaking. And would it, they could keep both of them if they real imagine enough where they can't keep both of them. The game plan is not to do that. The game plan is not to have an expensive Odell Beckham and an expensive Mike Thomas. The game plan is relatively to build through the draft and build up the young player talent every now and again, reach out and get a player uh, who's having some bad years and see if you can help him win or, you know, like a journeyman player that can come in and help like they found with Demario Davis. Nobody was beating Demario Davis's uh, door down when he left the Jets. The Saints scooped right in there and picked that man up. That's what kind of stuff we're talking about. And you know those type of signings are, I ain't going to say far and few in between because the Saints have been hitting on those type of signings as of late. So, you know, that's what the mindset is because they, they don't want to go back to salary cap hell like we were this past year. We sent up there $100 million on They don't really want to. They're not interested in doing that moving forward at this juncture of time. But realistically speaking, we're talking about Mickey Loomis and we're talking about Kai Harley. And we know that these guys have the ability to take contracts, turn and twist them. They release guys to convert this into a, a, a signing bonus to open up this amount of money. These guys, if they really wanted to, they can get creative enough to fit these guys on the team at the same time. I just don't think it happens. But from old, from Michael Thomas getting that Odell Beckham, who would they get at him? It's hard to say. I know Mike ain't that, you know, Mike would welcome him in. But Odell Beckham is unpredictable. You know, he has all that talent, but he'll be on his third team in, in, in what is it, several years now that he's been in the NFL. He hadn't been in, find a place to stick and stay. Everywhere he goes, he has these little dilemmas where, you know, he's a victim. Oh, they ain't throwing me the ball. No, you know, they ain't doing this. He's doing silly shit. 
like he's with LSU giving them money. You know damn well you you can't do that, bro. You can't be giving college players money in front of cameras. What's wrong with you, man? So sometimes it, that kind of stuff kind of like, what did you know, that that brain neutral type shit like that? Really, I'm like, man, what is you doing, bro? You know better than that, man. Come on. And then there's a lot of instances where I see that. But if any dysfunction occurs, it comes from Odell Beckham's side. I can't really say Odell Beckham would behave, uh, but I know the black and gold locker room won't tolerate that bullshit. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it a buck with you because we're going to let them know, listen, you come in here, but you're not a savior. You come in here to help. We don't we, we don't we don't need no saving. We already five and two about to be six and two. We running this thing. We don't need you to save. Just come in here and help us keep steady in the ship and keep doing what we're supposed to do. That's what we're talking about. Like all these other we need Odell Beckham. No, nah, man, no, no, no. We are five and two right now. Think about what I'm saying. We're five and two right now without Odell Beckham Jr. We're five and two without Mike Thomas. We're using Marquez Callaway. We're using Jawan Johnson. We're using, think about the wide receivers you're using and you're five and two. Then, of course, you're mixing in the running attack. You got the tight ends going. So it's it's not big names. It's generating a lot of this stuff wide receiver-wise. Even Callaway leads the team in receptions right now. Deontay Harris is doing his thing. So you see they're doing it by committee and grouping. It's not a big name, but you're five and two with those guys most people don't know. So, like I said, the history, I, I got love for Odell Beckham because he came from LSU. But Odell Beckham has that Hollywood mentality. He has in the, this, the locker room won't let you, you. You can still be you, but at the same time, our locker room is so strong with the community and family sense that if you're dysfunctional, it can't turn you right like it did with James when he came down here with all that bull crap. And then it helped him become a better per- person. And he was able to fit in the locker room and they loved him. Can that happen with L- Odell Beckham Jr.? Absolutely. But the reality at the end of the day is I don't see that as a reality, period, because I don't think he clears waivers. I think somebody else is somebody else gets him. If he really wanted them, we would have pulled the hammer and got the trade and, and ate whatever money they was trying to put up there that they wouldn't adjust. You know, we would hate it and say, yeah, we got to. But Coach Payton says, listen, man, we five and two without Odell Beckham. We, we made a, a, a look at it. It didn't work out. Let's move on. You know, I don't understand why we well, we need this because the papers keep writing articles. They need to write about something, I guess. But they keep writing all oh, the Saints need a wide receiver. Somebody tell them people out there, because not not our family members that we know that we talk about. But for them people writing all them wide receiver articles, because somebody tell them damn reporters out there that the Saints are five and two. Huh? Because somebody tell them, you know, we didn't need Odell Beckham to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We didn't need him to beat the Buccaneers. We're five and two should have been should have been six and one. Actually, should have been six and one because the only team you really lost to was Carolina because the offense didn't show up. But really, you should have won that Giants game. Come to think about it. But can somebody tell these people the Saints are five and two win a win against Atlanta? They, they take over the division without any big name wide receivers, without Mike Thomas playing the entire year. The Saints are, think about that. The Saints are five and two. And no, our offense ain't, the, the passing offense ain't top uh, 15 or top 20 this year. No, they back of the line in terms of, of yardage. But look at your record. You're still five and two. Why? Because you're a running team. <laughs> See, most of them right and they ain't got that. They understand the Saints are running team. And if the Saints are, sta- if you flip flop and you become a run first team, them passing stats going to go down a bit. Because the onus is on the run to set up the pass as opposed to passing to set up the run. The Saints are a running team now, so expect 
the statistics, the catching or receipt, re, the yardage statistics to go down a bit. Expect that to go down a bit, which is not so much of a bad thing. Let's try it. Let's try this in because it got you, what, one Super Bowl in, in 10 plus years. Let's try this runway and see what it goes on. We've seen several examples of running uh, of, of elite level rushing attacks like the Saints and elite level defense like the Saints and good special teams players, uh, units like the Saints going to the Super Bowl. And the quarterbacks just simply don't need to make any mistakes. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like Odell Beckham. I just don't think he make it here. And if he hap- if he does clear here, do you think he's going to get a Saints a contract feasible enough to say, yeah, I want to be with the black and gold? No, nah, he's looking all over the other place. And to be honest with you, the perfect team for Odell Beckham would be uh, a Los Angeles team, somewhere where he can his personality would shine like that. He seems to be like a Hollywood type guy, bright light guy, makes a lot of noise and stuff like that. I would like like a, 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 the, a team like the Rams or the Chargers or somebody like that would be somebody he would like to go to. I'm keep it real. Even might even be the Raiders, you know, but it won't be the Saints. And damn sure probably won't be. It probably be a stinkeroo team, too. And you know what the cold blooded part about this is if he doesn't clear waivers, he get claimed by the Lions. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> I don't know how true that Lions story is. But that would be funny as hell if Odell Beckham left Cleveland to, and gets claimed by the Lions and then have to play the rest of his season for the Detroit Lions. Do you hear me not? Oh, he gonna pitch a he gonna pitch a fit. He ain't gonna, he ain't going for that. He gonna tell them people, I am not coming there. I'm not doing this such such. Nope, we own your rights. We own your rights. You a bag of you a bag of rice. They let you go. They threw you out in the street. I seen you on the street. We pick you up. You my bag of rice now. And if anybody want my bag of rice. They got to trade me a few apples and a couple of oranges, and I give you this bag of rice over here. <laughs> All that money, it feels pretty rough to be a bag of rice. All right, so big up to the fam. Appreciate y'all being up in this thing, man. Uh, DLP, what's up, brother? Says uh, OBJ's dad getting in business, talking about teammates creating dramas and work in the Saints locker room. Now, see, and that's a part of it that's really concerning because – uh, he created the video to basically get him out of Cleveland and see he gets some release, but into the waiver system where a worse where a worse team will pick him up and he probably and he'll probably play be on a worse team than with the team he coming from. Grass ain't always greener, fam. Sometimes you got to go ahead and do what you got to do. You should have went finished the season out, finished it out with them, and then negotiated re- a release at the end of the season. Made a deal with him. Listen, I'm gonna play the season, but at the end of the season, let's have a handshake agreement. That you 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 know whatever I'm I'm, I'm out of here, you know I'm out of here. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, DLP says, Vicky, you nailed it. Like talent sauce. Yes, other stuff around Odell Beckham. He's going. He's unpredictable, man. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you becoming a member, bro. YouTube member, my brother. Thank you, bro. Uh, Mr. Pop says, uh, I think we we don't I don't think we need OJ, but we can snag him. I think I don't think you get him, though. You know, what I'm saying Mr. Pop's 3000. Let me look at let I think I had an article up showing the waiver wire. I talked about it last night. And then this article came out later on that talked about Odell Beckham. And, and, I, and listen, I'm not trying to be like, uh, you know, like kind of moving past Odell Beckham. I just think I, I just don't think. It's a very slim chance you end up with them because you're 23rd or 24th in the waiver wire system. You got 20 plus teams ahead of us to claim Odell Beckham. Plus, there's these teams have a lot more money than the Saints have. Now he have you on a list of several teams that he would like to go to, but it's not really based on what he wants. He has to clear waivers. And whoever you can have the the the, the Dolphins, the <laughs> all these teams up there, the Texans, the Dolphins. I mean, you're talking about straight trash, homie. All the people ahead of you, and that's who got they most of these got more money and they got a higher waiver wise. You think the dolphins and then these people gonna let Odell Beckham pass them by? <laughs> They're gonna leave Cleveland and go to a worse situation. We're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. Yeah, we're gonna see. All right. Yeah, but yeah, I but it says uh see, you can say that, but doesn't mean it's true. MT has always been a diva. He's always been a Antonio Brown. No, Mike Thomas is not Haven. Uh-uh. You cut that out. Mike Thomas is not Antonio Brown. Do you know what Antonio Brown does? That Mike Tom Mike Thomas gets upset. Mike Thomas is not a spectacle. The stuff that he did with the Saints was behind injury situation. The people got it misconstrued. People need to go back and listen to the show when Mike Thomas got hurt. I played a clip from Keyshawn Johnson which is Mike Thomas's uncle who gave you inside baseball of what really happened between the saints and Mike Thomas in the way my Keyshawn Johnson was saying was Mike Thomas wasn't making the decisions. It was the team telling him and they agreed to what was said. But then when it came down to it, they made, they left him on the hook. Like he was at fault. And I was like, why would they do that? So it's two different takes. Keyshawn saying the team was telling Mike Thomas what to do and he agreed to do it. And then when we looking from the other side and they're saying that he, he he did it by his own. He stayed away. He wasn't being called upon. Remember that all that. And then of course, Mike Thomas said they're trying to they 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 trying to tear my name down. So, you know, you look at it, it's like, well, during that back and forth banter, Mike Thomas never said nothing about them trying to defame him. He never said, but he did. But if he if it wasn't true, then why was the 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 cryptic tweet that he sent gives it relevancy what Keyshawn Johnson was saying about the New Orleans Saints he said they're trying to throw mud on his name something to that effect trying to defame his name that type of stuff now had he not said that it could be like I don't know about that but why did he tweet that if what Keyshawn Johnson was saying on ESPN the other day not the truth 
And we and I said it, I was like, before he had an opportunity to tell his side, the Saints came in and they made an, a, a pack with him and they got cool again and then it disappeared. I knew eventually it would come to light, but Keyshawn Johnson told you everything. Outside of that, what has Mike Thomas done? What has he done as a diva? Brandon Cooks initiated that, that bull crap that happened with him and him saying, I want to be the number one. Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas first came in the door. Mike Thomas was saying, nah, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a number one. You support, if you're a number one wide receiver, you're supposed to say you're a number one. You're supposed to feel like that. Then you had this, this the only thing that kind of piffs me off a little bit, you know, about Mike Thomas when he gets on social media, but that's, that's really not nothing at all. He banders back and forth between, uh, players like Parker from the Dolphins or Hopkins from the from the Cardinals or whatever. You know, he banters back and forth about he's the best or, you know, I'm this, that. That's harmless. But when you're talking about, like, it's not, it's, it's two different styles right here. What Antonio Brown was doing versus, no, nah, it's not even the same league. You can't even put those two together. Oh, you know, Antonio Brown, the type of stuff he was saying and doing and how he was cutting up and yeah, I'm not going to play for this and all this. No, man, no, man. Uh-uh. I can't put that, man. I can't say he say that that that's that's the same level. Mike Thomas is I mean, Antonio Brown is a whole nother level of strange to me. Very strange, man. It's like them dudes get that money and then something else comes with it. And I know what something else is. So I'm, I'm not it's not it's not where I'm addressing. But some of them can't handle it because you're going through doors and places where. Your talent took you, but nobody prepared you for it, but you want it, but it's a price to pay. So sometimes you got to step away to deal with whatever's going on and you got to find your way to make peace with whatever you did. Tell me it's real out here, man. It's a price. That's why I always teach the family members. Whatever you get, get it straight off the strength of you and your own hand and your ability. Build your own infrastructure, build your own stuff so that at the end of the day, you can fly. Look at my chair messing up on me as well. So <laughs> my chair has been messing up on me. All right. So this is the Falcon. We're going to finish up on this and then we're going to go, fam. Let me fix this damn chair. But the reality is at the end of the day, all right, here I go. I'm back up here again. My damn chef. But the reality at the end of the day is, you know, I don't think that's happening. But I appreciate the family members with the questions in this sucker. Let's move on to some other stuff as we get ready to move on. Mike says uh, MT uh, comes back next season with a chip on the show to watch and see. Remember when, and thank you for that, Mike. Remember when Mike Thomas, when he got paid, right? The season before he was balling, the season when he got the money. They said, well, Q, will he step up and get paid? The same question we asked about Mike Thomas the next year he balled. And then a few after that, he got hurt. Then it was the injuries that stopped him. It wasn't the fact that he was dropping balls. These are injuries that's outside of his realm of control. And then we find out from Keyshawn Johnson that the Saints was telling him when to get the surgery, when to wait, stop, don't do nothing yet. Let's see if it heals first. It's not healing fast enough. Let's go get the surgery and then leave him on the hook publicity-wise like it was all on him when the team and him was agreeing to it, according to Keyshawn Johnson. Which is pretty bad and mischievous that they would do that to Mike Thomas, and he was going to tell that whole story before they made it up with him. They went to him first, by the way. You know, they went to him and made it right. <laughs> what you try to hide, baby. It's just funny how it all works, man. But 
it was the same question posed to, to Lattimore when people was talking about Lattimore's not worth it. Oh, he ain't worth that Q. He ain't the best. He ain't this, that, and third. What Lattimore been doing? Shutting people down. He got the money and he's he done stepped his game up to a whole nother level. So I mean, sometimes, man, you just gotta sit back and see. Sometimes we gotta use uh, our imaginations to a degree to see it. But Mike Thomas is a consonant professional. He is, he's a consonant professional. So is Lattimore. Lattimore's been playing, and these guys earn their money. And for us to say, well, we ain't going to pay him, let somebody else. So you're going to develop Mike Thomas into a top five wide receiver and let the Falcons take give him the money? What, what sense that make? You got to pay the guys that excel. They, they earn the money. It's like if anybody working on a job and you're doing you the all-star, your job, you're doing everybody else stuff, you're going to get a sooner or later, you're going to get a promotion with more money because you proved your value. You're an elite level player among your position group. Lattimore and these guys, these guys deserve to get paid. And what the Saints will do to compensate is by drafting well, finding the Debo's and Werner's and Peyton Turner's and guys like that that can fill in on the side where you have your star situated, speckled out throughout the team. You can't pay everybody, but that's why the draft is imperative and important. Make sure you draft well and also finding undrafted guys that can fill in the cracks on special teams and depth positions because uh, you might not feel like you have enough draft picks to do that. So uh, you get an undrafted guy to come in and play his ass off. No other team in the NFL has done better in the undrafted pool than the New Orleans Saints. Our team are littered with undrafted guys all over the place and are contributors. Deontay Harris is a poster boy or a poster man for undrafted talent in New Orleans. Come to New Orleans and become a Pro Bowl. They got Deontay Harris standing up there smiling. I mean, that's what it is. But it is what it is. He says uh, he's eating our money. And, bro, let me tell you, he he <laughs> he's eating our money. Bro, <laughs> say he's eating our money and won't be playing this season. Only played a couple games last season. I bet he gets injured next year. You can't for, you can't uh, prophesize that he's going to get injured next year. Let the man get a done first 100%. If J- Jameis Winston is eating your money right now, players that get injured, they're going to eat the, some of the team's money. That's a gamble of it. When you're paying guys, you might be paying a guy uh, big money and the guy goes down, he gets hurt. You, you go, That's just a part of it. And then besides, there are uh, what they call it. Um, the Saints are not going to lose all their money in a situation like this anyway. I mean, they got a certain amount of guaranteed money that the, the player is going to get whether he's playing or not. That's how, that's how the contracts are put together because ain't nothing guaranteed in the NFL for long. So they get the guaranteed money up as, as much as they can because they know they got language written into the agreements where the team will recoup monies. If you don't reach a certain amount of playing, they'll get money back. They know, the, the Saints know how to get money back on it. They know how they got language in the agreement that if the player doesn't have a, 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 this amount of percentage of plays or this amount of percentage of this or that, then you know they can operate in that gray area to be able to bring money back or give money you see what i'm saying it's not a fact that you earn incentives you get more money but sometimes if you don't reach playing incentives or playing uh incentives or whatnot you don't get that money you get that regular money at the line and of course the team can come back and renegotiate with said player and work some money back some i mean so they they let me tell you something the saints never lose fam the reality is the team never loses in terms of money and besides, Mike Thomas has been, when he plays, he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he'll be 30 years old, but you don't want to put him in the street just yet. Let's see what he got first and move on after that. Let's be patient on it, man. The man hurt. It's not like he refusing to play. I mean, where's our heart on that? And we just you just heard 
that it wasn't his fault about him getting hurt. He was listening to the Saints and the Saints saying, you need to wait on this, wait on that. And they painted it the opposite way. So, like I said, he's hurt, 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 not underperforming. He's not Kevin White. He's not dropping passes. He's not uh, out somewhere drinking at the bar. You know, I'm not going to play for the Saints. I'm not going, you know, no, that's not. <laughs> yeah, he's hurt. Hurt means that he cannot play uh, right now. So you have to wait until he's healthy so you can see what he got. That's how it works. Let's see. We just have to make it work. All right. So let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody talking about Vanette, huh? I hear you, JT. Nobody complaining about Vanette. <laughs> oh man, y'all, y'all are too y'all are intelligent, man. Y'all guys are awesome, man. You guys, y'all guys are too funny, man. Y'all are so smart, man. <laughs> Uh, I hope so, Pammy Whammy, baby. I hope so. I'm not against the dude. I just, well, what's up, Charles? Who that? I mean, I, I want the dude to step up, man. But listen, I'm also fair, too, man. I, and I like I said, Kevin White came on this team, and they moved him right past Qu- Quine Baker. Well, you know, I wanted to see Quine Baker. I think Quine Baker is has a high ceiling. I wanted to see what he can do. But unfortunately, of course, when he came on the team, you don't even see LaJordan Humphrey, who was playing well. I think LaJordan Humphrey has a good potential. So, I mean, I, I think it's just, uh, he's just, White had one catch among uh, many of, of other things. So hopefully he does step up and, and does and do better. Cause coach Payton really believes in the man, bro. Yeah. That's, that's something. Kevin says MT has been virtually out of sight until surgery backlash. Yeah. It's that's what I'm saying. He doesn't really five passes. Thank How about that? Charles. What's up? Kim says big confidence boots. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, and you're right. We just have to be patient on Mike. I'm just letting the family members know. We can't put the man in the street right now. He's healthy. Let's at least wait to see what he gets first. And we complain about money. Let me tell you something. The Saints don't lose, man. They don't lose. They ain't about lose. They ain't not. They all. They like the casino, man. Ain't no losses. <laughs> the casino. You can't break the. You can't break the casino. The game is set up where you can't break the casino. You know, the computers will start switching on, and they won't pay out. You're, you're gonna start losing money. <laughs> so I mean, like I said, they have they have a way to recoup recoup monies from injured players. So don't think that you that the Saints are losing money or whatnot. And like there are other players out there who fit the model, like he was saying. But I think people are spotlighting Mike Thomas because he makes twenty million a year, as opposed to a guy like Vanette who makes whatever he makes, which is probably three or four million a year, almost two or three million a year, whatever it is. But, you know, just keep him. Just just think about what we're saying here. Don't put him in the street yet. See what he is before you, you we defame him. You know what I'm saying? Let's be, be patient with it because the decision wasn't totally on him. Like Keyshawn Johnson said, the Saints were sharing the blame in that. Even though they left him on the up on the hook like that, which was cold blooded. They played it like that. Come to think about it in retrospect, they came out. Pey- Coach Payton came out saying. He should have had the surgery when he had it. And all the all the time, according to Keyshawn Johnson, the Saints knew what was going on because they was the one that was telling him to do that. And I'm sitting up here saying, why is he away from the team? What's going on here? You, you know, all kind of stuff was going on. And he he wasn't speaking out against it, which is which is if you think about it, it's a credit to Mike Thomas's uh, character because he could have let it all fly right there. Odell Beckham would have let it flew. 
Odell Beckham and his dad and LeBron James would have let it all go out right then and there. What Mike Thomas did, put out a cryptic tweet and didn't say nothing else. Think about that. That's character. That is character because if he didn't have character, he would have put all them dirty laundry, all them dirty clothes in the street for everybody to see. I know Odell, Odell Beckham would have did that. I know that. I know he would have did it. All right. So anyway, fam, let me get some of the family members here. We're going to uh, run the show uh, for about an hour and a half, man, and do it. So we're going to get the family an opportunity to join the show tonight. Please, let's uh, kind of keep our language in check, fam. Please. And let's kind of keep our language in check for the latest uh, in, in the building and for ourselves as well. Uh, you know, and of course, like I said, we're going to do it for about an hour and a half, maybe, right? What? What is it? And that put me at 930, uh, right around 940. I, I guess right before 10, I have to shut off. I, I can't go no past that because I got the Pelican postgame report stuff I'm doing. And, of course, I'm going to be monitoring to the Pelicans game as well. It'll be a late stream tonight as well. So uh, sorry about that. Yeah, there you go, Lamar. <laughs> oh, for the kids, too. That's right. <laughs> All right, Todd, who that to you? Baby says, at the end of the day, we have a five and two football team. MT will be back next year coaching 100 plus passes, catching 100 plus passes, and will be forgotten. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you, bro. But that Kim says, the Saints team this year is, be- is best fun to watch. Like, no high expectations, right? No, so, no disappointments. But on the other hand, still knowing your team has a high ceiling and can go as far as they believe. Yes, indeed. How about that? Well said. Thank you, Kim, for that. And it, it, well said, uh, it, running attack, uh, uh, and listen, fam, we've seen this before in reincarnations, the Super Bowl, and I'm not throwing this on the Saints. I'm just saying from a historical standpoint, stiff running games the Saints have, uh, stingy defense, getting better all the time, and a very good special teams unit, Blake Gilligan, Brian Johnson, Deontay Harris, and others. That's a recipe. You just need a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, and capitalizes off the play action when called. Can that be Trevor Simeon? Can it be Taysom Hill? Trevor Simeon would run the offense, and the reason why, because Taysom is going to do what Taysom does, which you sprinkle him in there, which makes the Saints offense even more dangerous if you think about it, because you have Mike Mark Ingram, Elvin Kamara, you got Taysom running around in there, Callaway steadily getting going, and that's the thing. While we're looking at all these other people and the injured wide receivers and the guys on the free agency market in terms of the big names, these young wide receivers are getting all that valuable in-game reps. You know, Deontay Harris is getting those reps. Marquez Calloway is getting those valuable reps. Jawan Johnson is getting those valuable reps. Our young wide receivers are getting uh, are getting valuable live game reps in winning situations. So it's a plus, 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 plus that's going on right now in the black and gold offense. And right now, who's to say right now the Saints offense is averaging what? 150 plus yards per game. I want to say it was like 150 between 150 and 180. I think it's 150, one somewhere along up now. But who's to say that don't kick up? You know, so when you start running the ball and and you start getting a little rhythm here, who says that won't kick up? But I've, from a historical standpoint, those three things: stiff running attack, defense is stiff, especially good special teams, deep playoff run. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, 
and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.